I'm not excited anymore, okay? <laughs> my, my name is Tavir, yeah. a.k.a. Teddy Crucifix, a.k.a. your pastor's favorite rapper. We got Love Daytona over there. His, Love that's Daytona. His, that's his new name. It's yes, not Bombardier or Cogdell anymore. Yep. And this is the, he's the pastor. I'm sorry. Love Daytona. I'm the rapper podcast. Yep. <laughs> Love Daytona. I'm the rapper podcast. I'm thinking about changing my middle name to Daytona. Byron Daytona Cogdale. All right, let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do stuff like that? They're like, they change their name. To yeah, like, like Chad Ocho Cinco. Yeah. He ended up changing it back to Johnson. I could do that, but I don't know. I love Daytona, but I don't love Daytona that, that much. But if you do all right, I will hope that you will talk to me before you do that so I can talk you out no, of doing that. That's exactly why I wouldn't talk to you before I did that. Because I'm going to talk you out of it. And, I, um, what about if I got a Love Daytona tattoo? I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay. But if you could change your name, we got. I may leave your church. We should. Should we do a whole podcast about tattoos? Is that too narrow of a subject? Only reason I don't want to do it because I feel like I would be biting everything that Southside Rabbi said. Oh, had, I haven't watched it. They had an episode on it, and you know, it's fresh in my mind. I would yeah, yeah. say everything that I don't want to do that. I dig that. Yeah. I want to get. So, Kimyata and I've been. Kimyata wants. She's been wanting more tattoos for a long time, but we're both so practical that we're like, yo. Is that worth spending money on? Like, why do you, I don't know if I want. Let me tell you something. If I had the money, I know exactly what I want on this arm, this one. And I just got what I want for my lead tattoo. See, I just ain't got the money. The other day, I was like, "Yo, I, w- I, w- I might do like a, a leg sleeve or something." And then she was like, "Well, what would you get on that?" I was like, "I don't know. I just like the idea of it." So like, so on this arm, I want Daniel being that piece with the beast and the lions. Then, like an actual picture of Daniel. But Will I, he have an afro it, it, or It's going to be a like representation of Daniel. I want my dad's face to be Daniel. It's going to be a representation of Daniel. Oh, that dad, could be kind of weird. It, it's going to be weird, but yeah. So, well, I like my dad. So then it's going to be like, you know, like. Yeah, but think about being married and like having intimate moments and your wife is staring at your arm and your dad's like. Well, when she looks at me, I look like my dad. <laughs> so she going, all right, we're going to leave that alone. Yeah. So Daniel, <laughs> and then on my hand to, to finish that sleeve because. Even though I'm not with signs, my sign is a Leo, so the, the lion, I'm going to have a lion on his hand. Hmm. And then on here, I want um, I want Eve, because in Proverbs, there's Lady Wisdom and then Lady Folly, mm-hmm. the dualities of each other. So I want um, Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly on, on this arm, and I want cho- Choose Wisely, whatever like that. Oh, yeah. That's going to have a garden theme, but the, the, the women are going to be my mom. And then I, I want um, a, a fruit on my hand. And then for the tattoo on my leg, when uh, Mary went to the, the tomb for Jesus and there was an angel sitting on the stone mm-hmm. and they said it, was, he, it looked like he resembled lightning and stuff like that, I want that on my leg. So okay. I, I got it. I just don't have the money. If I had money, I would have been had all this already. See, I don't have the money and I don't have the creativity. So, like, <laughs> I know, like, I see other guys with tattoos. I'm like, yo, that looks dope. And then I think, like, what would I do? And I don't really have no... I don't have nothing. Now, I have thought, like, you know, I have Africa on my arm right here. I didn't know and, that. Oh, for real? I, right? I, I know you got a tattoo yeah. in your form. I didn't know you had Africa. For I my, did not know that. Yeah, for my people. I got this. This is my first one. I got this when I was 18, like, as soon as I turned 18. But um, when I came to know Jesus, I was like, oh, man, for my people, like, I still stand by that. But Correct. I wanted to kind of expand it. So I thought about getting the entire globe surrounding mm. Africa and going all the way around my arm like that. But one, it's going to really hurt. It is. And then, like, you know, like, Korea is going to be, like, in my armpit somewhere. You know, that's just not cool. You know, and then um, 
And two, man, like, I just don't want to spend money. I'm just going to be honest, man. So, yo, if you are watching this, you're a tattoo artist or you're an artist. Oh, and yeah. you want to give us some some free game <laughs> on what we should get or what I should get, yo, send us a DM or something. Or we could host a tattoo party and do a podcast. I, I am not be- doing that. All right, man. Tattoo t- parties are the ghetto. Okay, so not a tattoo party, <laughs> but just like two tattoo artists tatting us up as we're doing the podcast. That would hurt. And that would be a long podcast, and I wouldn't survive. All right. So before we get started, um, I don't think I've ever let y'all know what Teddy. Get wow. I don't think I've ever let y'all know what Teddy Crucifix means. Go ahead. So in my first ever, I'm sorry, maybe my second, like ever Christian hip hop verse. It was actually the cipher that we talked about in like two podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "Call me Teddy Crucifix because you call me Teddy Crucifix because the kid bear the cross." Mm-hmm. So Teddy bear and that crucifix cross. That's what I said it as a line, but I always just kept it as a moniker. But I've always wanted someone to ask me what it meant. No one has <laughs> ever asked me what it meant. Talk about humility. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, there's no humility in that statement, but. I just want to put it out there. No, no one has ever asked me what Teddy Crucifix. I, I don't know why I always thought that was. Uh, I'm about to say something that doesn't make sense. So let me shut up. Uh, but that's a good explanation. I like that. Yeah, I dig it. Yep. I dig it. Well, look, yo, we already wasted five minutes and 31 seconds. All right, so let's so, get started. But I feel like the things we have talked about tattoos and like you having a rap moniker that is based off of like some, you know secular cultural references or whatever like kind of wait it actually no it's not as i was about it's not every time i hear teddy crucifix i always think of freddy krueger for some (laughs) what that has nothing to do with nothing it has zero to do with it but i can't lie that's exactly what i think maybe i should stop saying it i don't know anyway (laughs) uh like i think that it, it it brings people into a conversation we've been having about um Christian standards, Christian culture, mm-hmm. and how we treat non-Christians according to those standards. So, like, I think about, you know, how we interact with non-Christians. And uh, for the, there's a pride in a lot of Christians on how Christian we can make our surroundings. Like, even in church planting. We're church planting right now, right? Y'all right. don't know that. We're a part of a church plant, which means we're starting a brand new work, a brand new church. And we're doing that in Daytona Beach. And... For a lot of church planners and a lot of church planning languages, we're going to take over the city for God's glory, which is like really people saying like, we're going to make the city completely Christian. Yep. And I kind of cringe when I hear that sometimes. Like, how do you, how do you feel when you hear and see stuff like that? That's like, um, colonizing talk. Ooh. That's what it sounds like. I'm not saying Yo, that's- what's crazy is Kimyata showed me a tweet the other day where somebody literally asked, they were like, seriously, what's the difference between church planting and colonization? Well, like, is, is- so colonization, now this is off the rip. It's not like exact definition, but colonization is like trying to take over by any means necessary. Um, church planting, what the Christian goal should be is caring for the community. Mm. Um being there um, and just having the presence of God in that part of the community where you put in the church, it shouldn't be the takeover or whatever yeah. city. I mean, if it happens like that in a godly way, then glory to God. But like you said, if y'all just like, we finna take over the city and just like we outside of strip clubs, you're doing it wrong. You're doing <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> you focus on the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yo, so 
So Christians shouldn't try to take over stuff. It depends. I'm not gonna say you shouldn't take over stuff. I don't think you should be trying to take over cities and states. Yeah. Um, Nations. There. So yes and no. There's a way you should do it. Um, I'm intrigued because I no nah, man because I feel like there's there's I could just see certain black people as they get a hold of this podcast. It's like that's wrong with Christianity now. That's how America started. It's like yeah. bro, I, so I have to be careful about. They did it wrong, obviously, yeah. but yeah, I do think we should be. Uh, maybe I'm double bad. Maybe not taking over nations. Yeah. Impacting, I think, would be a better word. The re- like I'm asking this with all sincerity because I kind of struggle with that, and I say struggle, but I. I won't say struggle. I actually will say I tend to disagree with that gotcha. very directly. So I, you know, I think a better word would be impacting, not take mm, over. That's good. I think that's like a way. Impact. Yeah, because take takeover. There's there's so it's there's this bad stigma that come with that, especially with faith. Yeah, I'm in religion, so impacting that well, sounds you, so much better and realistic. If you think about the country we live in, like so much has come from the Christian ideal, right? So and people don't even know that we say that we live in a Christian nation. Um, our government was structured sim- somewhat, somewhat around <laughs> like um, um, the Ten Commandments, biblical and, values, and biblical values, and all that stuff. And then every time the culture seems to kind of drift. One way, it seems like Christians are always coming back and saying, like, no, 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 no. Let's bring it back over here because this is how God would want it. Um, is that right, though? Like, is that is that our job? Like, is that what we're supposed to do? Because, you know, I talk to non-Christians and they, their opinion is like, who do Christians, like, what authority does a Christian have to tell us what to do with our freedom? So if if we were to, you know, keep it biblical, um, when Christian, Christian, when Christ was here on earth and he was um, saying that the kingdom is here, he wasn't trying to go up into the emperor's house and, and you know, go, go up to Pilate. It was just like, yo, we here now. This is how we doing things. It was more so of a, I'm going to impact the people that I encountered. Yeah. And in doing that, that changed the community and, you know, political figures, um, um, people that was the, the the Roman soldiers and stuff like that. Like it, he impacted them by personal relationship, not going in and saying, this is how it should be mm, done. That's good. So I think that's the example and the model we should be taking after versus um, y'all need to pass this law. All right. That's what this law is. Good. We straight. Now we can go back into our Christian hole and keep mm-hmm. living our life. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like there's better ways of doing it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, the numbers, man, the numbers are actually changing tremendously. Like there are less and less Christians uh, or or people who are growing up as Christians in our nation. And um, we could be in a position where the majority of the nation is not Christian, you know, very soon, you know. And I think much of what we see in evangelism is really fear of that. Yep. Like. It's not that people want to see people come to know Jesus as much as it's they want more people on their team so that they can push their team's agenda, right? Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Like, that's kind of the weirdest thing ever because, like you said, Jesus didn't give us that task. He didn't even give us that hope. Like, he gave us a hope for something, that a kingdom that is coming and yet already exists. Correct. You know, not that we should be, like, looking to take over. 
And if this language sounds weird to y'all, it's because we're talking about it from this big, big standpoint, but we see it lived out in the, what is it, micro standpoint micro, yeah. so often. And it usually lives out in what way? Like, how do we see it most? It's when we try to put Christian standards on non-Christians. Yep. And it almost always goes wrong. And I, I, I hope I don't like leave this conversation, but I know this particular podcast or conversation came from the little Nas X thing. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like um, yeah. when he dropped, um, I can't even think. I, I don't even want to give him the the, the, with, the, with the credit that, for the song with the devil and yeah, all that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And this, of course, this isn't the first time you've seen Christians in the uproar. But I just remember like because obviously I follow a lot of Christians on social media. A lot of them were going crazy. I talked to Byron about this, like, bro, I kind of see what y'all are in arms about, but it's like, at the same time, why are y'all surprised about the world yeah. acting worldly? I was basically like, <laughs> I don't care. That's what, <laughs> like, that's what the world is supposed to do, right? Yeah, like, I, w- I was really confused, and then people would, you know, I, I've even had conversations with, with close people that are Christians, and they were like, he need to repent, and he need to, you know, get right with the Lord. Actually, they weren't saying that. They were saying, um, he he's not being a good role model stuff like this and how 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 can you be saying you weren't I don't know I can't remember exactly what the conversation was I just know my whole rebuttal was it's like I hear the backlash of what you guys are trying to do but it's mm-hmm. like our first step should be getting people like little Nas X to Christ first yeah um and don't be trying to do it on the internet like for whoever God puts in their life personally to get the little Nas X or whatever celebrity that y'all are tripping about that's the first step once they get to god now we could talk about christian standards yeah. but if they ain't p- professing or saying that they're a christian i think y'all are kind of missing the point which is crazy <laughs> because we don't we tend not to put christian standards on christians very well so why yeah. are we trying to put them on non-christians right <laughs> uh, yeah. because every time i hear not I, every well not every time but there's so often i hear christians running away from christian standards like our last podcast was about our speech and cussing and all that stuff and you so often hear christians saying like yo there's freedom and there's this and there's that and even christians don't want to live by christian standards correct what now let me stop right now because i want to ask you this question like um as you go to drink some water uh bro what do you what do you exactly call christian standards though like, what would you say are, are Christian standards Monica, or Christian ideals? It's forever going to go back to the Sermon on the Mount. So Ooh. It just, I love that. Yeah, it's just, like... Give, give me, like, a summary, though. Okay, so, like... If you... All right, so a, a big thing that has been going on for some time now um, with the Black Lives Matter movement... Um, I know I see I saw a lot of Christians and a lot of people that were just upset that's in the black community saying, yo, we keep doing all this peaceful stuff. Um, Martin Luther King been doing this since the civil rights, you know, trying to be peaceful right. and do things the right way. It's not working. We need to start shooting these cops back. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say, you know, I'm fighting violence with violence. Jesus would have definitely opposed with that. It's yeah. like you, you need to be meek. Like, um, and you can see that he did that in his life. Like he had the power when they were crucifying him and beating beating him and spitting on him he could have did he, he could have matter of fact in luke um 
it was either Luke or John when they came to get Jesus in the garden mm-hmm. and they said, who are you? He says, I am that I am. And they fell back. Yeah. Like just him saying that. So he had the power to do what he had to do, but he let them do what the evil that they were doing to him because he was overpowering them with love. So mm-hmm. for an example, when you, when, it, when there's evil done to you, we should be loving our enemies as he said on the sermon on the right. Mount. So that, 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 that's just one um, example of the way that we should be leave, living as Christians. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Sermon of the Mount is like a good example of how Christians, that's like a good standard to start with and looking at the how, how um, Jesus lived his life and how Paul was addressing certain things in the church. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, the you know, I think when I think about Christian standards, the biggest two things I think about is what you said, the Sermon on the Mount, but also the Ten Commandments. Yeah, because wow. Sorry. The Ten Commandments were just like the establishing of the core basics of what Jesus or what God is trying to get us to do. Love me, love the people who you're around. Yeah. Like that's love me, love others. Love me, love your brother. Love me, love neighbor. Love me, love enemy. Right? So um, if we're talking about a standard, like let's start there. Like are you loving God with all your heart, mind, strength, soul, all of that stuff? Are you honoring him as God alone? Um, and all these are for Christians. So like the adverse is I am not beating up on people who have never proclaimed that they worship God about worshiping their own God exactly. or lack thereof. Right. Because if you look at the old Testament, it wasn't that God was like, yo, go over there and tell them that they need to follow me. It was like, no, make sure that they are not trying to get you from following me. Exactly. Right. Like I think about, um, when uh, um, Isaiah is going to war with all these other prophets and he's like laughing, I mean, uh, Ezekiel going to war with all these other prophets and he's laughing at them. Cause he's like, yo, what God do y'all serve? Like, yo, your God can't even do X, Y, and Z. Like my God can at least do that. Now, was he there to, to show them like, yo, you need to serve my God. Nah, if it happened and if that was in the Lord's will, then praise God. Think of Jonah. Think of, um, think of, uh, What's my man name in uh, uh edit this out of the podcast so the pastor <laughs> thinks he or looks like he knows what he's talking about. Um uh, and I, this is going to blow my mind cuz this is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. But my point of it is God wants us to focus on God. Like he's not saying like go out and focus on people and make them focus on me. He's like, "Nah, like love me." And then they're already Christians. There are already enough people in your life to try to love. (laughs) Hear me say that. Yeah. In your personal, like in your bubble, in your personal (laughs) life, there are already enough people that you owe some level of love to, and that you are needing to be accountable to. You don't need to try to go and find other people to do that with. Like if God brings those people to your life, praise God, we are not anti-evangelism. We love evangelism. We're not anti-missions. We love missions. What we are anti is us trying to put Christian standards on non-Christians and then get upset when they don't live by those standards. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It wasn't for them. Like uh, when, 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 like you said, with the Ten Commandments, like when, when, when God gave that to Moses, he gave that to the family of Israel. Mm-hmm. Not There were other nations out there, but he started with them. And then that spread out once people engaged and, and understood what, you know, when Christ came and all that stuff. Yeah. In the Old Testament, it was strictly Israel. But in the New well, Testament. Well, well, let me push against that because I feel like somebody might jump in the comments. What about the people who were not Israelites? 
did they have to abide by the law that the guy gave? Like if they were, if they, you know, so like there are points where when the exodus happened, there were people who left who we assume were Egyptian or maybe they were from some other nation and they were enslaved. And the Bible says that they went with them. Right. So what about those people? I'm trying to think it out. I'm going to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, I, I know God blessed other people that weren't um, a part of um, the nation of, of Israel in right. the Old Testament, right. like Ishmael, like just because he was not a part of um, Isaac's like bloodline or Abraham's bloodline. Like he, if y'all know the story, he, he got that child by doing something that God didn't tell him to do. Right. So they ran away, but God still blessed them. He made a way, but um, I don't know. To, to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good answer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Cause Hey, we try to tell y'all like, if there's something we don't know, it's okay to say we don't know. Yeah. Right? Like we just, we try to get as much as we can get from the scriptures. And if we don't know, we just come back later and, and, and say, but you know, I would, um, I would point to the fact that, God always makes room for sojourners and strangers, but within the context of his, his promise. Okay. Right. So like if I had to break it down in BC translation, like, yo, you can, you can enjoy the fruits of my blessing if you live by the standard of my law. Right. So like those who weren't, were not a part of Israel, God allowed for them to dwell with Israel as long as they were a, you know, abstaining from things that went against the law of God. The moment that they wanted to go against God, yo, you got to peace out. Gotcha. You know, but, but God also didn't say like, Hey, I know y'all don't want to follow me, but I'm going to make you follow me. Oh no. He, he, and he gave them their blessings because he knew their hearts. Yeah. I'm, I'm being funny. Cause that's what Chrissy be like. The, the ones that don't want to live by the standard. Yeah, God. Yeah, God, God. God know my heart. I'm a Christian. I'm yeah. working on this thing, so I don't have to die to myself daily. I can keep doing what I'm doing because God knows my heart. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. <laughs> oh, okay. Where do you see people doing this in real life, though? Like, where do you see? You said the little Nas X thing, but are there some like real life examples where you've seen people like try to hold non Christian to Christian standards? It's crazy because I, I do. Just give me a second to think. Yeah. Do, do you have an example? It's crazy. I do. I need to think. Do you yeah. have one? Um, oh gosh. Yeah, I see it every day, man. Like I think our natural inclination is to approach people with our moral compass, right? So, like, even if we're not Christian, I think we naturally approach people with the idea that they should move in the way that we move or the way that we see fit. And Christians do that in the best way and the worst way, right? Because we say to people often like, hey, God has made this right and this wrong. You should live in this way because this is right and this is wrong. And I think there is this portion where there are things that are right for the Christian, right? That God, yes, it is right completely, but the only people who have obligations to do it is Christians. Right. Like we have the obligation. Other people don't have the obligation. We talked about crew joking and, and cussing and all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. They don't. Have, yes. <laughs> other people do not have an obligation to not curse. Does that mean we should cuss? No, it doesn't. Because we have a greater obligation. We have a greater covenant with a God who says, hey, we should not operate in this way. So, so I, I. um, I know. 
I've seen like because of the standard we have for not having um for 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 having sex within the the realm of marriage. Okay. Um, if they're no family member that's having sex outside of marriage and they're not a Christian, they'd be like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. It's Shagging like up. it's like uh well. I, I feel you on you know your 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 convictions as a Christian, but if these people ain't saying that they're Christians, what is their reasoning for for you know what I'm saying for 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 like what is going to hold them? Just you saying, oh, I'm not supposed to have sex outside the marriage. They 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 don't know anything to to hold that too. It's like you just telling me that, but what's the reason? Like yeah. why? And then they could go go ahead and proceed like, well, you're only supposed to have sex in marriage. Again, they hear that, but it's like, why am I only supposed to have sex in marriage? It makes no sense to them. And that's what I'm saying with people, you're missing the point. Get them to Christ first. That's yeah. the first step. And then you can explain all this other stuff. So it's yeah. like, you're just telling somebody not to have sex outside of marriage that's not a Christian. It's, that sounds crazy. It's like, you're not giving me any context to why you're just telling me I'm not supposed to be having sex until I'm married. Why? Yeah. So, so calling somebody to a certain level of morality without first calling them to a certain identity is actually what creates the prison. Yeah. You know, cause, cause you can live by these things when you know why, like when you have the identity that's within it, but when you're not rooted in identity, none of these things make sense. Although I think there are some very practical aspects. So like you gave the idea about, um, um, or you gave the thought about, um, not shacking like not having sex before marriage or not living with one another before marriage or whatever. I think that's a Christian ideal, but it has very real implications, right? So like we got to dig into to, to even the Christian standards of things. These things are not just God saying, thus, see, thus say the Lord just because. It's because there are some very real things that come out of it. Like if you live with, if you live with a person of the opposite sex who you're dating, you're likely going to have sex. If you have sex before marriage, you have a very real chance of having a child. If you have a child with somebody who you're not married to, it's very real that that child might end up without living with both parents. And then that starts a cycle. It starts a cycle. Those things have a spiritual um, backing, but they also have a very practical yeah. backing, right? Like God wants to preserve this unit that he calls a family. So why not? You know why not take those steps of morality now now let me be clear y'all there's not a verse in the bible that says do not shack up okay <laughs> so don't write in the comments like yo there's no law about shacking up. i know because we know. get to like you said we're getting to the root of it we're like, getting they, to the root of it there's a reason why why jesus would say the things that he is saying and if you're if you're just looking at the surface level of it like you say you're going to combat that it's like exactly. bro Yes, you're right. There's no scripture that says you should you shouldn't shack up. But this person that if you don't have it when you're married, there's a commitment there. Yeah. Not saying that if you have a kid with like you said with someone that you're not going to stay with them. But the chat, if you look at the statistics, statistics show <laughs> like it's when, not, like when things get hard because yeah. you ain't got a commitment. It's like bro, I'm out. Even when <laughs> things ain't hard, you yeah. know, it's like I'm out. Know, that's <laughs> like, the, that's that's what we see. So you know now now let me flip it on his head a little. What about Christians not living to Christian standards? Like, what about seeing Christians out there trying to be more like the world or living by the worldly standards over living by godly standards? 
that's it. All right. And then that, now we can talk. Like before, okay. <laughs> like, right. no, I, I'm saying not just like Hold with on. us. Let me see if there's a bag for you to get into. I don't see. Well, yeah. So it, it, it's like now we can talk beforehand. It's like, all right, there's steps. Like I, for the for the the non-Christian, um, that's you know we 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 feel like their their life is not the best. There's a way that you could be living that could be helping your life. There's steps. I need to get you to Christ first. I need to disciple you and show you some things. For the person that's saying you're a Christian and you out here wilding, I can especially if I have a relationship with you, I can step to you now. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're tripping and. Again, as you're saying, I shouldn't just as a Christian be saying that you're tripping. I should be telling you the reasons like your actions is going to cause. If, if if you do this one thing, there's a possibility that you're going to start doing this. And then after that, there's a possibility you're going to start doing that. This is why I'm saying not I. This is why God is saying you shouldn't be doing these things. I understand you feel like you have liberty in Christ and you do. But you also need to have restraint. You shouldn't just be abusing your liberty that yeah. you have. So, yeah, for for the Christian, that's I, I'm going to just, you know, figure this out as I go. I don't need to read the Bible or live by a standard. You know, the Bible is old. It's conservative. I'm not on that. I would definitely have to push against that. And isn't isn't that what we hear a lot, though? All you the know, time. when people are like, see, this is why I don't like church. This is why I don't like Christians, because Christians are judgmental and because Christians are religious. Those are two things I hear the most. Like Christians are judgmental and they're religious. And sometimes, a lot of times, Christians are judgmental. I was about to say they are. (laughs) But also, I think there's just this bit in all of us that doesn't want to be held to any standard outside of our own. Exactly. Which, if Jesus is Lord, then are you trying to live under his lordship or are you trying to create your own? Like that, that's a real question. And, And I'm not trying to be sarcastic. That's the way that I try to navigate my own standards. Like, when I'm in a situation, I always, I try to ask myself, is this me living under my Lordship or Jesus's Lordship, right? Is this me trying to move in the way that I want to move or move in the way that I think Jesus would want me to move? Correct. Because there are some very specific things that we can't run from. You talked about, man, Ten Command- if you are trying your hardest to live by the Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount, then you got enough to wrestle with. All the time, trust me. You got enough to wrestle with. Like, there's no walking away. Like, yeah, like you know, Christians are being judgmental, blah blah blah. But yeah, Christians should live by Christian standards. That I don't know why that's a wild idea. Because, like you said, man, people, it, it, we're, we're we're like in a time where it's all about. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I'm going to live my life and. God is going to be my passenger instead of letting God take the wheel. It's sad, but that's that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, like with the, you know, God is on my side. God is for me. This and the third. It's like all right. So if you truly believe that, submit to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's and and die to yourself instead of I'm going to do what I want to do. But when I need help, God, you hear it. Like yeah. thank you for all the blessings that I have and all this stuff. And then I don't know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, it's I think that's what we're seeing right now. People are living life. With the, they're their head and God is the secondary mm. and that's where you get the you can't tell me what to do because yeah. this is my life and you People, know what I'm saying like God know my heart I could do what I want like say they want Jesus to take the wheel but they don't want to get out of the driving <laughs> you feel me it's like you ever had your mom doing makeup and she told you to take the wheel just for a second that's what they want Jesus yeah that's it, just for a second that's like for a second. just so I could do the little thing get uh-huh. the wheel for a second all right 
Yeah. Get back over there. Like, I ain't trying to die, so Jesus take the wheel right now. Right but, now. But I, I got it, though. I got it. Yeah, that's real, man. Let me tell you something. Jesus publicly. I ain't got it. Hey. You take this wheel. I'm going to get in the backseat. Let me go ahead and <laughs> publicly. The, let me get in the trunk. Because... Uh, <laughs> It's been crazy. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. No, nah, I think if I'm being honest, man, there are a lot of times where I might not be in the trunk or the back seat, and I'm I might not be in the driver's seat, but I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely like the wife who's like telling, who's like, why'd you go this way? Like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, you could have, it, it would have been faster if you would have just turned right, right there. You know, you taking three lefts and it's one right. You know, I'm I, guilty. I, I do see myself as that. Oh, lot. I'm definitely guilty. Especially like with Christian standards. Like, I mean, not especially because, because, you know, I'm a rule follower just by nature. Like, and that doesn't make me any better. That actually makes me somebody who runs on autopilot and they're not doing what Jesus was trying to get people to do in the Sermon Mount, which was really check your heart about these things. Right. Um, but when I'm running on autopilot, like I'm in these positions where I can realize like, I am not doing this because I love God. I'm doing this because I think it's right. And I think this person is wrong and I don't want to be wrong. Right. And the truth of the matter is like living by Christian standards, the standards are only as good as your heart. Your heart is right. Like it doesn't matter if you like can check this off if your heart is still in the wrong place. So, you know, as we're doing these things or as we're trying to live this particular way, we have to constantly be checking our heart because that's that is that's an indicator of why we do what we do and why we say what we say and, and, and how we're going to move. So, yeah. yeah. I think we ended you good. Podcast. All right, man. Well, to wrap us up, I, I do want to end with a verse because I, I want it all to be biblical. I want it all to be rooted in a verse. There's a particular uh, passage in first Corinthians um, five and the church of Corinth was this new church and they're popping and there's all these things going on. They, they wanted to be just riled up full of, you know, the spirit of God. They wanted to like speak in tongues and go crazy with prophecy and all of that. And in the midst of all of this, first Corinthians five, Paul has to like pull over to the side to talk to them about this dude who's trying to have sex yep. with his mother-in-law or his, you know, there's different interpretations, but a motherly figure right in the church. So dude is in the gathering. Like he's in church. Everybody knows his sexual sin. And yet they have not come to him to do anything about it. Let me stop and say this. When Christians are not living by Christian standards, the community of Christians that they are within has an obligation to bring this to them. Christians ain't supposed to be judgmental. Christians ain't supposed to be judgmental. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm just me be flat out. Let me turn the music down. Christians are supposed to be judgmental towards other Christians, not non-Christians. Byron, where you get that? First Corinthians five. It says this. It says uh, in verse twelve, for what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside. God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. This is him giving directive to the church. He's saying, yo, it's a sinner in y'all's midst. Somebody done talked to him once. Somebody done talked to him again. He's still out here wilding. Throw him out of the church. 
Y'all have the right to judge him. Why? Because the spirit of God lives within y'all. And if you believe that your body is a temple and this body of Christ is a temple and there shall not be no evil in it, then you purge the body of that sin. Now, if that person repents of that sin and wants to come back into the gathering, praise God. Hallelujah. There's restoration there. But Christians, get out of this mindset that you can't judge other Christians. The Bible says that that's exactly what we're supposed to do. But before Paul even talks about judging other Christians, what does he say? What business do I have judging non-believers? Like, why, do, why would I even worry about that? Why do I have time to think about what non-believers are doing? Why would I hold them to my standards? He says, God is going to do that. There's going to be a day. The Bible tells us where we will all stand in front of the Lord and he will show us, hey, on judgment day, this is why you have to pay for your action. These people will have to pay. They have to figure out. They got to dig through their pockets and figure out what kind of change they can get. And guess what? It's not going to be enough. But for these people over here who have trusted in Jesus Christ, their salvation is secured and they don't have to worry about that judgment. But while we're on earth, we want to make sure that people make it to that day. Yeah. So Christians, yo, don't slack on holding other Christians to Christian standards. No, if that Christian online cussing, man, and you got a relationship with them, speak to them. Speak the person, to him. <laughs> speak to him or her. If the person in your church is gossiping and it's leading to dissension and all of that stuff, speak to them. Address that sin. Do it with love. But when the person down the street does it, you don't have any right, none, to hold them to a standard that they have not established their identity and relationship in first. That's all I got, bro. And that's it. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I feel like I just love church because every time Bobby preach, I begin. I didn't. I really didn't mean to do. That. I know he didn't. Like, look, <laughs> y'all understand. And I, I know we going out right now, but like when Bobby do like one of these deep like sermons at church, he be like, "All right, so in the questions, everybody just be like, I know, man. I got to figure out a better way." So in our church, we have we have a reflect and respond time, and like. I be, there are some days that I go in and then everybody's just taking it in and I'm like, what y'all think though? <laughs> Bro, hey, he trying to do it with love, but we all just be like, you could tell we internally try to like. Yeah, it's like y'all are processing. We try to food. figure it out. So we just be like. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta bring some milk some days and just be like, yo. Bro, I be trying that to laugh, but I, I be trying to get y'all tomahawks in there. I be like, how's it? I do like the lady at the at the restaurant lay the plate and be like, how, how's everything tasting? It's man, like you even, just put it here. Like we haven't even cut it. Too I haven't even cut it. So yeah, man. But yo, I hope y'all enjoyed um, this podcast. If you did, can you please like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't done either? Do um, it right now. Do it now. If you're watching on YouTube, um, don't forget. To leave us a review. Yes, the first Apple. first person who oh, leaves yeah. us a review, we're gonna send you our love pack, including this love day Explain Tony T-shirt. Explain in the other episode. Yeah, <laughs> well, that episode kind of got nixed. So, so, yeah, so go ahead. We have these love packs. <laughs> they uh, are just so that we can express love for our city, and then show us, show y'all what our love is rooted in, which is Jesus Christ. So we have these love packs. There's stickers and all kinds of stuff but we want to show y'all some love so if you write us a review and leave us a rating the first person to do that after this podcast we will um 
Bless you with a love pack. And then we make it even harder. Now write the review, give us a rating, and then come on YouTube and give me your shirt size. Just put the letter. That's it. All right. So if you want one of those Love Daytona t-shirts, we got um, merch coming too. Oh, yeah. It's a hint to Byron because we're supposed to have that merch. Yeah, I say, oh, yeah, and I didn't know it. Oh, I kind of didn't know yeah, it, but yeah. yeah. So we got merch coming soon. We're going to try it out. But if y'all want some merch, let us know. Um, I feel like I'm drowning out this outro. I am <laughs> top man. Yes, sir. Um, follow me on all sides. Follow me on all social media platforms. That's at I am Taven. Um, go stream the song that I have. It's called I Apologize. I Apologize. It's on all streaming platforms. Um, Taven, I Apologize. Don't follow. say you're sorry. Oh, yeah. Apologize. Please don't say you're sorry because you're not sorry. Um, you're Some of y'all sorry now. Some of y'all sorry. No, oh, gosh. <laughs> you're an image bearer. Uh, follow the Hip Hop Collective. I'm a part of that's at Crew for Jesus, the number for Jesus, all one word. Go ahead, Byron. Tell me your. Yeah, you can follow me, Byron L. Cogdell, on everything, or you can follow Identity Daytona. Even if you don't follow either one of them, I want you to follow Jesus. So if you want to oh, know yeah. more about him, you know, shoot us a, a, a message. We hope and pray that this podcast is helping you in your faith, and we are about to get out of here.